Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. I'm Gary Duncan. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time now for a moment on the lighter side. And today, we welcome back our favorite apostolic guest, St. Peter of St. Peter's Hook and Crook. You know, I got to think, and I'm your only apostolic guest, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's true, Peter, but you're still our favorite. (laughs) Well, that's good. (laughs) Last week, though, we were discussing the epiphanies or sudden insights that can be found in the story of Jesus' baptism. You said, if you uh, look carefully, you'll find the doctrine of the Trinity in the baptism of Jesus. Uh, Correct, Gary. Uh, There is the Son, Jesus, in the water. Uh, The Spirit descended from heaven in the form of a dove, and the voice of the Father saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. But you said there were other epiphanies that can be found in the baptism of Jesus. You were about to share one with us when we ran out of time last week. Well, that I was, and I'd like to pick up where we left off. If you could read again, then, the, the conversation between John the Baptist and Jesus, that momentous day at the Jordan River. I believe it's found in the Gospel of Matthew. I have it right here, Peter. Matthew three thirteen through 15. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John the Baptist consented. As I pointed out last week, Peter, there doesn't seem to be any great epiphany here. After all, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize Jesus is the Almighty Son of God, and John is just a humble human servant of God, so it would be logical that Jesus should be doing the baptism. After all, John just baptized with water, but Jesus, who baptizes with the Spirit and fire. You're right, Gary. No no epiphany there. But the epiphany comes in Jesus' insistence that John must baptize him like all the rest. Well, good point. Why would Jesus insist on that, though? I mean, after all, Jesus is the one person who doesn't need to be baptized. Baptism is for sinners. Matthew says that Jerusalem and all Judea and all the regions about Jordan were baptized by John in the river of Jordan, uh, confessing their sins. And the Bible clearly teaches that Jesus had no sins. The author of Hebrews tells us that Jesus was tempted in every way as we are, but without sin. And that's all true. We are born in sin and conceived in iniquity, uh, the psalmist says. But Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, a sinless Son of God. What is more shocking is that John's preaching was a preaching of God's wrath. It was John who warned that a tree that doesn't bear fruit would be cut down and cast into the fire. John spoke of God's coming judgment when that chaff would be burned up in unquenchable fire. Now, obviously, none of this would apply to Jesus, So why would Jesus come to John to be baptized? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. You're the apostle. (laughs) Okay, that's that's a good point. (laughs) And the answer to that question is the epiphany. But to answer that question, let's go to another verse in Matthew. In fact, my favorite verse, Gary, in all the Gospels. If your Bible is still handy, would you read Matthew 20, verse 28? Sure. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Yes, yes, to give his life as a ransom for many. But but the word for uh, is an interesting one in the original Greek. 
Well, that's such a little word. What could be so interesting about that? Because it doesn't really mean for. Uh, the actual meaning of that little word is in the place of. Oh, so what Jesus is saying is that he gives his life in place of many, in place of us. Ah, exactly, Gary. Jesus is taking our place. And that's why he insists on being baptized, because if he's going to take our place, he must do so in all things. And one of the things that all sinners must do is to be baptized. Uh, Baptism is commanded by God. It's not an option. And so Jesus, who is doing all things in our place, goes down in the dirty water with all the rest of the sinners to be baptized. It's like what Isaiah 53 says. He was uh, numbered with the transgressors. That's the point. As that passage goes on to say, that he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. So that's what Jesus means when he says he must be baptized to fulfill all righteousness. He's taking our place so that everything God requires of us might be fulfilled by him. Again, and that's what Isaiah says, the righteous one, my servant, will make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Jesus bears our iniquities, takes our place, it starts with his baptism, and will go all the way to the cross. But, but that's only the half of it. Only the half of it? What do you mean? Well, in taking our place, there's a great exchange going on, you see. Uh, Jesus takes our place, he takes our sins and death. And in return, we get all the things that are his. That's what makes the next part of the story of Jesus' baptism so important. Now, you go back there to Matthew 3 and read what happens when Jesus is baptized by John. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Three things happen here. Three specific details that are found in all three of the synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. All three emphasize these details because they are important to us. They illustrate the things of Jesus that now belong to us. Uh, Did you catch what they were there, Gary? I I suppose the first is that the heavens were opened. Which, of course, is no surprise for Jesus, right? Uh, The Apostle John clearly states that Jesus is the one who descended from heaven. So it's no shock that the heavens should be open to him. But the epiphany is that because of Jesus... We, too, will enter these heavenly places. Like the author of Hebrews says, we can approach the throne of grace with confidence. And as Paul says in his letter to the Ephesians, we will be raised up with him and seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Okay, I think I'm getting it now. So when Jesus was baptized, the Spirit descended on him in the form of a dove. And also, when we were baptized, we received the Spirit. Well, that's exactly what I said myself on the day of Pentecost. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the final thing that is mentioned in Jesus' baptism is true for us, too. Just as God called Jesus his beloved son, so at our baptism we become the beloved children of God, too. Yes, born again of water and the Spirit, no longer children of wrath, but children of God. And all because Jesus insisted on taking our place, insisted on being baptized, just as all sinners 
are baptized. And even more than that, not only taking our place in the baptism, but also taking our place in the suffering and death on the cross. Oh, so true, Gary. Taking our place under the wrath of God. It would have cast us like chaff into the unquenchable fire. But now because of Jesus, that same God will gather us like wheat into his barn. I suppose that's the epiphany. That's all of it. That's what we found here in the baptism of Jesus. There's no more. That's all of the possible insights. We could never find another story of insights there in the baptism of Jesus. That's it. That's the sum total, the completion, all potential revelations. Not so, camel breath. (laughs) There are more epiphanies to share. There is the epiphany, the epiphany John the Baptist himself had after baptizing Jesus. An epiphany that he thought was so important, he had to share it with his disciples, and I'm sure he would think it is important to share with us as well. Yeah, but I, I kind of have a sneaking suspicion that we're not going to find out until uh, next time about that insight. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 no. But I tell you what, if you call me back next week, I'll share with you the epiphany the Baptist himself had the day he baptized Jesus. Oh, by the way, Gary, don't forget to bring your Bible next week. Oh, no no problem. I'll have it here as always. Well, good, because the last couple of weeks, we've been listening to Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but next week we'll have the very unique account of Jesus' baptism as recorded in the Gospel of John. I look forward to that. We'll talk to you next week. We are the Messenger of Good News worldwide at KFUO.org, AM850 here in the St. Louis region.